Uh, Mike, 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 check one, two, one, two. The rule is back. Let's go. Welcome back, man. I know it's been a minute, but we here again. Welcome to another episode of Mornings with Omar. Of course, it's me, your host. This is episode 24. It's been a minute, but we back now. Yeah, I mean, all you other haters back down. The fuck y'all niggas talking about, man? We here, man. I know I've been gone, but but I'm here. So let's get to it, man. Fuck's up, man. Hope everybody's been doing good. Hope everybody's been taking care of business, because that's what I've been doing. That's why I've been out of here, man. You know, I don't like to just pop up in here when, when I got too much shit going on, when life's in the way and shit. I had to... I mean, you know how that go, man. I hope everybody been just taking care of business, making things happen. If you in school, I hope you've been doing well. If you've been working, I hope you've been showing up and getting things done, even though you may not like your job, even though your boss might piss you off, or your coworkers is, is snitches. Yo, listen, man, you, you snitch coworkers, man. Y'all really got to find something better than do. You know I mean, like, you get paid a job. And I know it don't involve mine and my business. I know it don't because it's not in your job description. When you got hired, they ain't tell you, hey, see what he's doing and, and keep tabs on him. It, it couldn't have been in your job description. I mean, because I would know about it. So, I mean, for all you people that work and you like to tell other people, mind your fucking business, man. Shit ain't got nothing to do with you, yo. You know what I mean? But anyway, I got sidetracked, man. We here. We back. Let's go, man. Round of applause, man. Shout out to all the listeners, all the ones, you know, here in Pennsylvania. Shout out to the ones in Virginia, the ones in, in, in Massachusetts and and fucking Florida and California and Washington and over there overseas. I see y'all too, man. I appreciate y'all. If this is your first time listening, man, just sit back. Yeah, you know I mean, enjoy the enjoy the show. Um Keep doing what you're doing, man. Keep me in the headphones while you're doing the dishes, while you're taking a shower, while you're driving in your car, whether you're on your way from work or to work, you're just waking up, make sure you go brush your teeth, man. Get the sleep out your eye. Yeah, I mean, if you if you go going to bed right now, then, yeah, I mean, get comfortable. Make sure you, yeah, I mean, put the cover over your shoulders, man, and, and just, just relax, man, because we here, we chilling. We got some things to talk about. A lot of shit been going on. I ain't going to cover everything because some shit just came and went. And if you ain't know about it, then you ain't know about it. But I'm going to try to tackle, you know, some important things that, you know, I feel is necessary for people to know. So, you know, let's start with some music, man. You know, I like to, you know what I mean? You know what I mean? So here we go, man. I mean, let's join. I just set the vibe, man. I mean, this is that new Thames. I told y'all about Thames, man. I was like, yo, she carried that Essence song, bro. She just put out a little EP, man. It's called If Orange Was a Place. That's a vibe. People always trying to get involved. This is featuring Brent Fias. This is called Found. Don't know where to run. I've been fucking with this. People always trying to take a bite out of my mind. If you need a fight, maybe we could start. I feel like my just becoming done. Shout out to all the beautiful women out there. Tell me why Summer's about over now. 
Shout out to all the fellow South niggas. Shout out to all the nurses. Hey. All the teachers. All the hustlers. Hey, I see you too, bro. Ladies too, y'all be hustling. Basically, I might not be weak. Basically, I Shout out to all the people still scamming the government. Thames, man, you know what I mean? That thing go hard. It's called If Orange Was a Place. That's what the EP's called, but we're going to keep it going. You know how we do. Hey. How do you know the way I feel? You got me losing my mind. Oh. Football's back. Try to suppress my emotions. Shout out to everybody doing the fantasy football. Baby. I got a good squad this year. They take me down I'm getting weak in my knees Oh It's almost hoodie season I got nothing to episode 24 man i know we've been going for a minute but i'm back now um a lot of shit been going on football is back the world is for sure opening up masks shit mandates and vaccines and 
fucking this, that, and the third, and New Orleans got hit with the hurricane, and yo, New Orleans, I feel like, man, I, I pray for everybody that's there, man, because I feel like they can't catch a break out there, bro, like, every time, it's some shit, let me see my sound right, my bad, my, my volume was low, here we go, every time it's some shit going on, man, uh, with these with these weathers, hurricanes, and shit. New Orleans is always getting hit the hardest. Well, I don't know if that's true or not, but they're one of the people that always get hit the hardest. Um, and yeah, I pray for everybody that's down there, man. I know some, a uh, couple people. I don't know a couple people, but I know someone that's been really affected uh, by the last hurricane. Um, really displaced from from their home. I've seen pictures like on the internet and shit. Shit look bad, man. Um. And yeah, it's just crazy out there, man. And I love New Orleans. I visited there a couple years ago, and it's definitely a vibe. The cultures out there is just wonderful. The food's great. The live bands is amazing. Uh, it's, it's just it's a place that's filled with culture. You can feel it. You can feel the vibe when you're there. And it's really unfortunate, man. So hope everybody that's been affected by that hurricane last one, whether it was in New Orleans or you know even on the East Coast, uh, they got hit with some some. Some rain too. We got hit with some rain too. Um, so you know, just hopefully y'all can find a way to just get back to some type of normalcy. Um, hopefully there's y'all got y'all had like some type of insurances or there's some uh funding or or something that'd just help y'all out get things back together. Um, so I'm just praying for a good recovery for all y'all. So yeah, man. Um, Hurricane Ida, I believe it was, came, fucked some shit up, dip. You know how that shit go, man. Um, right at the end of the summer too, and that that's that shit sucks, bro. Um, what else been going on in the world, man? Uh, I think Texas they did some shit like uh, the governor is it the governor right that runs the whole state? Yeah, I think it's the state. Um, they banned abortion after six weeks, which is when a heartbeat is is found or whatever at six weeks. Um, but from what I heard from women is like, yo, that's, I mean, most women don't even know they pregnant at six weeks. You know what I mean, uh, cause it's not like you showing and is you just don't know, you know, unless you taking, um, pregnancy tests pretty often. And I don't know many women that do that. I'm not saying that it doesn't happen, but you know, I feel like probably majority of women just don't take pregnancy tests every couple of weeks unless they're really sexually active. Then maybe they do. I don't know. I stay out of women's business, but just by the feedback that I've been seeing and, and, and hearing from other people, I mean, it's an outrageous bill. And it's not really much anyone can really do about it, honestly. I mean, in the grand scheme of things, they can try to, uh, what's it called, sue the, sue the state. Um, I think that's, I read that, like, Biden's administration might sue, to, sue Texas over that, uh, over that bill. But in actuality... You know, this is something I learned in class recently, and I don't have my notes on me right now, but I'm going to try to freestyle this off the top. So um, I'm in, like, a political science class, and, you know, it's a pretty cool class. I took it because I'm like, you know, this government is kind of weird, and although I feel like it's, like, kind of, they do some foul shit, which is, I think we can all agree on, um, the class really kind of teaches you, like, exactly how the government is structured, which we know some of the basics, you know, three branches of of power, blah, blah, blah. Um, 
but it really goes into depth on, you know, how the governments use that power to get things done. Like the loopholes that they be they be going through and shit to to pass this bill or pass that bill. So one of the things I learned in class, uh, maybe last week or so, is that, you know, the federal government, um, they don't really have like they have power obviously, but the states really have all like the power when it comes to making laws like banning abortion or mandating masks or uh let me think of some other shit. Uh uh I can't I can't think. But basically, listen, this is the gist of it. So when it comes to um for instance, let's say like this the the Civil Rights Act of nineteen sixty four, sixty five, you know, don't kill me for that because I don't remember. But that civil rights joint that said, you know, you can't not allow, uh, you can't discriminate um, people for, you know, letting them be in your business and shit like that. You know I mean, landmark fucking thing, you know, change the world, change the United States. Um, so got to let white people eat in, the, in your restaurants, black people eat in your restaurants, foreigners eat in your restaurants, Mexicans. Spaniard, Spaniards, whomever. I mean, you can't discriminate people in your business. And they passed that decision through, you know, um, the federal government passed that because they used the loophole of it affects the commerce. I mean, it affects money. It affects the economy. So um, since it affects the, the, the commerce, you know, the federal government's able to implement laws that the states have to abide to. You know what I mean? But when it comes to things that don't affect the commerce, you know what I mean? So things like public health and public safety and uh uh like general well the the welfare of of the public and uh and like what's it called like morally things. All that shit is regulated to the states. The states have all that power and like elections too. So like um, states can like control when elections are like for your, for your, your state um, elections, whatever they are, the state determines where, where they're going to put like election ballots, how they're going to, how the, like the public is going to cast those ballots, you know, the machines that they're going to use the time that, um, and then maybe some people knew this, but I knew like some of it, but I didn't know like I didn't know like that that was like a state thing. Like I thought like for an election, like I knew like it was important to vote for you know in your states and stuff like that. But I didn't know that the states actually controlled like every little nail in in, in T that everything that has to go into elections the state controls. So. Like, if you live in a place where, you know, you voted in the past and you was able to just go somewhere and, you know, it was really convenient for you, and now today, like, you have to go maybe somewhere further to vote or it may not be, like, in your time frame to vote because the states control all that. They control, like, hey, from 8 a.m. to 7 p.m. in this district, you have to vote, you know, and then you can only vote at this location. And let's say, for instance, if the... If, like, you have some old machines that are, like, really, 
weird with with the vote counting, your vote casting, then you know that's just that just is what it is because the states control that. Um, or like let's say maybe in a more prominent um, neighborhood or district, maybe with more money, more upper class, they might have like a couple places where you can vote, you know, and they might have like the better machines that you know are more accurate and. Um, the time is flexible to when you could vote. Maybe it's like 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. or something like that. So that's all state controlled. Um, and all that makes sense now because now it's like with like Florida and I think Texas putting like these stringent laws on on election and, and voting and stuff like that. That's that's state controlled stuff. Like the federal government can't do anything about that. You know what I mean, so you know they can say all this just headlines and shit like that, that, and I'm sorry if this is boring, you know, but I feel like this is important shit. We'll get to some other shit. You know what I mean? Um, but yeah. So you, sometimes I see these headlines of like, Oh, the Biden administration or this administration is going to do that and do this, or the federal government's going to do this, do that and do this. When it involves like state shit, it's really not true. They really can't do anything about it. You know what I mean? So it's really important to like put the right people in um, positions of power because when it comes to things like mask mandates and I seen a headline the other day that said uh, new Biden executive bill is going to affect hundreds of millions of uh, workers and with a new mask mandate law or, or vaccine law or something, yeah, vaccine John, vaccine mandate. So I'm reading this like, and it's like, Oh, it's going to affect healthcare workers everywhere and shit like that or something crazy and i was like damn that's crazy yo so let me read this i mean i read it and like the article said like oh yeah biden's gonna do this and if you work in healthcare, then you're gonna have to get covid tests weekly and and this that and the third but the language in it it was like biden's gonna encourage places to do this and do that and this and like as I'm reading, I'm. I, it didn't really make sense because I'm like, he's not really doing anything. Like, what he did actually do was mandate that if you're a federal worker, you have to get the vaccine, which he can do because you're part of the federal government. You know what I mean? And it affects the federal commerce. You know what I mean? So Biden definitely in his right to do that. However, he can't mandate that the public get vaccinated, you know, because... When it comes to public health, that's something that the states decide. You know what I mean? So, and then I actually, you know, I'm a nerd, so I actually read the executive bill because you could just go on whitehouse.org, whitehouse. whatever it is, dot, I think it's .org, and you can read these these bills verbatim. And I like to read because I like to know exactly what, if things are really going to affect me or not. So I read it. And yeah, man, it, it, it totally has nothing to do with us regular general public people, um, that's just like his little executive bills that he signed into law only affect federal government workers and contractors for the federal government. Okay. So if you see in headlines where Biden administration is mandating vaccines and shit like that, it doesn't affect you unless you work for the federal government and maybe the military. I think they may have, I think they're part of the federal government probably so shout out to everybody that's in the military man shout out to all the veterans like myself 
Shout out to anybody that even tried to get in and, and just for some reason couldn't make it. I mean, that shit matters too, you know, because you never know why you couldn't get in. Maybe you, you found a, a condition that you didn't know you had and it just couldn't work out. But shout out to everybody in. Shout out to everybody that's been in. Shout out to everybody that tried to get in. And shout out to everybody that, you know, works in the federal government and now have to get vac- vaccinated and you ain't went to, you know. So, you know, I feel for you. For me, still waiting, still seeing. Got to see the results. Um, I need some some scientific evidence from some years that's going to show me that this shit's effective and there's no side effects and et cetera, et cetera. Same stance that I've been had. Uh, so, yeah, man, um, long story less long. The state governments really control a lot of the shit that goes on in the states. And the federal government really can't do anything about it unless it involves or affects the money. And that is what it is. Uh, and I spent probably way too long on that. What else been going on in the world? Uh, um, I don't know. Let's move on to fucking. Let's shift to uh to like TV shows and shit. Um, I haven't really got a chance to watch too much too many things because listen, I've been living life and I haven't really been sitting down too much, just watching TV, watching whatever, but. I did watch the show Clickbait. I think it's like one of the top joints on Netflix. Um, my friend recommended it to me. She's like, oh, that was really good. You should watch it, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, me and her, we watch different things. Um, so I didn't know if it, would, if it would really be good, but she really encouraged it. She said she thought it was better than Manifest, if I'm not mistaken. So I'm like, oh, you think it's better than Manifest? And I really like Manifest. You know what I mean? So I decided to give it a take, and it is pretty good, actually. Uh if if you're into like some type of thriller, um, type of show, if you haven't seen it, if you've seen it on the top ten and you just haven't clicked it or whatever, um, it's definitely worth it. It's about like a guy who like it starts off, and this is I'm gonna just spoil like the first episode, um, but I ain't gonna talk too much further into it. I think I only seen the first six episodes, so I still gotta finish it myself. Um, so yeah, it starts off with like a family gathering, a family dinner. Uh, a guy, his family, his wife is there. Guy's name is Nick. Sister's there. His mom's there. I think I don't think his kids are there though. But anyway, they're there. They have a little dinner. Um, blah blah blah. Dinner goes a little array, and the girl, his sister, leaves. Boom. Next day, his sister goes to work, and somebody that she's at work with, like, shows her a video. Like, hey, this guy got kidnapped, and you know, they say if if this video hits 5 million views, he's going to die. They're going to kill him. And in the video, it's her brother holding up a sign that said, you know, I abused women. I killed a woman. And something else, like, I'm not a good person or, I don't know, something. I think he held up, like, two or three signs or whatever. And, you know, so everybody, the video spreads like crazy. She does. She just runs out like, oh, shit. She doesn't tell him it's his brother. It's her brother, but she tries to call him and call him and call him and shit. He don't answer. It's going straight to voicemail. She's asking everybody, like, yo, did you see Nick? Did you see Nick? I think his name is Nick, if I'm not mistaken. And um, no one's, like, have heard of him since, you know, the previous night. And, you know, this video starting to spread all throughout, uh, like, just everywhere. The views is going up crazy. If it hits 5 million views, this dude's going to die. So, you know, naturally, people are going to be like, 
I want to see this shit. So, yeah, I mean, niggas start clicking this shit like crazy. Click, 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 click. Watching it, watching, watching, watching it. Fuses just going crazy. Then they even fucking, these dickheads, they even put the shit on the news, which is just so, like, if I was ever in this situation and if I had a certain amount of views, I'm going to get killed. Yo, why would you put it on the news? Like, that's just going to, like, elevate it to a whole nother level. Now it's mass media outleted or who knows if that's a word, outleted it. But it's on the mass media. Everybody's going, like, now tune in and, and watch this video. That at 5 million views, you know what I'm saying. So anyway, it gets to the 5 million views, of course. And then, I mean... They find him dead in, like, some woods or some shit. And then they're trying to figure out, or they find out that, you know, this dude, they're trying to figure out, like, who he is, who may have killed him, what his life was like, what he's been doing. You know, they start diving into him, you know, seeing what he was about. And from there, it just gets good. It just gets really good. And I'm not going to get into detail about how it gets good, but it, it gets crazy. So, you know... The, the storyline is good. It, it's a little slow at first. I don't even think it's slow, really, because I think all this, all that shit happened in the first episode, for real. So, you know, it's really good. Check it out. Clickbait on Netflix, um, in your phone, on your tablet, on your smart TV right now. So go ahead, shout. I shout. Go ahead, and if you, if you need something to do this weekend or with your girl or with your boyfriend or just by yourself because you're a lonely piece of shit, then, you know, Fuck it, get some wine, get some drinks, roll up a blunt, and watch clickbait, man. Um, I didn't get to watch that movie Candyman yet. I heard it was terrible. So, you know, when I hear things are bad, it, it kind of sways me away from it. Now I don't want to waste my bread. Because, you know, the movies is, like, mad expensive for no reason. And I'm a little hesitant right now, so I'm going to kind of probably wait to see if it comes to, like, HBO Max, or if I can find it online. I still want to watch it, but I'm just not going to pay to watch it. And I heard that they have, <clears throat> excuse me, they have like a, um, I, I'm, I'm going to just watch it, and, and I'm going to get back to y'all when I finally do watch it. You know I mean, um, I did see that there's a new movie in the works about Muhammad Ali and Malcolm X. It's called Blood Brothers, and the dude that, uh, like created the show Blackish and and Grownish and Black as Fuck or what all them little ish shows. Um mixed ish. Uh I'm blanking on his name right now. But him and like some other people like, you know, are like producing it and stuff like that. And you know, I'm a big Malcolm X guy, one of my favorite people in the world. Um and Muhammad Ali of course. I feel like he kind of doesn't get talked about enough for, you know, what he really done and, and you know, the stands he took as far as just being, like, a world-class athlete and, and you know, not going to wars and changing his name and being a Muslim and all these things. So, you know, that's supposed to be coming to Netflix soon. I'm not sure on the date. I can't remember, but I am interested in seeing that when it does come out. The new Money Heist drop. Yo, round of applause for that. I love that show. I was watching it when it was called like La Casa de Papel. Papel. You know what I mean? The 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 
house of paper or something like that. You know what I mean? So, um, I was excited for that. I binged the whole uh, part one of the, f- of the fifth, fifth season in one sitting because, you know, I, I'm committed to the show at this point, you know, so I have to just watch it all at once. And, yo, it, it's really good. Um, the only thing I don't like about this season is that they broke it up into two parts. So the first five episodes dropped like a week ago on Netflix, obviously. And the second part of it's going to drop in December. So what the fuck? Now we got to like, you know, everybody that's been invested in this show, we have to wait two, three more months just to watch the second part of the of the season. But it does get really good, man. The professor is just no one's smarter than the professor, bro. He just finds a way to get things. He's he's too creative and he, he's too good with words and um uh I feel like y'all should have seen it by now. So, you know, they they was in the, the Bank of Spain and um y'all remember like that the professor's his wife, his new girlfriend, not his wife. What's her name? Uh Blanking on all this shit. Whatever. The professor's girlfriend, the one that used to be the cop, and now she switched over. She got, remember, that's last season stuff. She got into the bank, um, through like the whole little distraction and shit like that, and the big ass plane flew. They called in for the, the plane. The plane brought her there and dipped off. So she's in the John. Remember, Nairobi got killed by the little, uh, Fucking ex-Marine dude who top seal, Navy, whatever the fuck he is. Army Ranger dude. Badass dude, you know what I mean? That was new where all the secret rooms and stuff was. Remember, he killed Nairobi. Um, So, yeah, in this season, like, they're all there. He's there. Um, and they're trying to figure out still how they're going to get up out of there with the gold, um, with, the, with all the, you know what I mean, all the goods and shit. And... Listen, man, y'all just got to watch it, bro. Like, I'm not going to spoil this one, man. Y'all just got to watch it. It's really good. It's really worth it. If you've never seen it, just start from season one and just watch watch it all. It's, it's it'll keep you entertained. It is, an, it is a foreign show, but they do have, like, the English dub over it. So, you know, as long as you don't, like, watch people's lips as they talk, it's pretty, like, it's pretty well dubbed I mean so it's not going to seem like you know their lips are moving and that's not what they saying it's pretty like on par as far as um as far as that goes but if you watch it with subtitles then they're not going to always say what the subtitles say yeah I mean I will say that so you know it may say like you're a piece of shit like they may say that voice that but in the subtitles it may say like uh, it may say something else, like, similar to that, but it's not going to say exactly what they said. Yeah, I mean, it may say, like, oh, you're a dickhead or something. I mean, and I don't know why it does that. I don't know, like, if in the writing, like, when they translate it, it, it doesn't, I don't know. It's kind of weird. So you may have to just take the subtitles off. But even if you keep the subtitles on, it's not that big of a deal. Everything isn't, like, um the same. But you'll come across, like, 
every like maybe once in a scene, they'll say something that it doesn't say in the subtitles. But regardless, really good show. Money Heist season five is out. Go watch it. Part one's out. It's only five episodes, so you know if you got five hours to spare, every episode's about an hour, close to it, maybe forty five minutes, and. You know, something to watch with your girl, with your boyfriend, by yourself if you're a lonely piece of shit. Um, but, you know, I'll watch it with you in spirit. So just be like, hey, Omar's here with me. So that's that, man. Um, and another thing that I watched recently was I was watching this anime called the. Damn, I just, yeah, I just blanked on everything. Every fucking thing I got. Um,. The Promised Neverland, that's what it's called. And it's about a show where, uh, like, this, this, I guess, like, these kids are, like, adopted or, like, they're in, like, an orphanage or something, right? And um, they find out that, like, the their, their mom, their, like, foster mom or, like, the orphanage mom that's there isn't who she says she is. You know what I mean? And... And these are, like, kids who are, like, teenagers and shit. And they're trying to figure out, like, what the fuck's going on, what's really happening at the little orphanage that they at. And when people leave, like, when they get, like, adopted, quote-unquote, like, where do they go? Because they, like, on, like, a big-ass, like, not, like, a farmland, but it's, like, a big-ass land that's just, like, there and shit. So I think there's, like, two seasons to it. I've seen the first season. And it was really good. I plan on watching the second season, you know, this weekend or whenever I have time. The episodes are short. They're only like 20 minutes. So, you know, The Promised Neverland is really good. That's also on Netflix where I've seen it at. Um, like I said, man, it's about like these kids. They're trying to figure out what the fuck is going on at their little orphanage that they're at. What's up with their little mom? And it's it's entertaining. I'm not going to lie. Um, I'm not. I've never really been like an anime dude. Like, I used to watch Dragon Ball Z and shit when I was a kid. And, like, Yu-Gi-Oh, Pokemon, but they're not really animes. Um, I know Dragon Ball Z is, like, anime, but, like, I know, like, anime people probably wouldn't say that that's an anime. Um, so I don't I don't want to get attacked for that, you know. I'm not, like, a diehard anime dude. But it do seem like they do, they have, like, good storylines. I've seen another, like, my girl, she, she be watching all these anime. She's an anime junkie, so... Um, I'm a little shorty. She be watching all these shows and trying to put me onto them. And you know, I like my little, I like my animated shows, but I don't really like anime. Like I like Rick and Morty and shit, or like Family Guy or shit like that. So they do. We have some good storylines though. So I'm gonna try to get into it and and everything that she put me onto. I'm gonna try to tell y'all about because I don't really know what the fucks. I mean, what all the good shows are, but that's what she do. And I know a lot of people that. Just watch anime. Like my boy, for instance, shout out to Gastro. He watched a lot of anime too. So, you know, um, I'll try to figure out like what the good animes are and, and watch it myself and then, you know, come in here and tell you about them Jones too. So that's that. Uh yeah, that might be it for shows for real. I haven't really seen too many too many other things. I'm so far behind on raising Canaan. I've been seeing people say like it, it's still good. Um but I gotta find like one of them one of them websites where you can watch, you know, all these little shows and shit for free. Cause I'm really not trying like 
subscribe to stars and shit. I mean, I'm already subscribed to way too many things as an adult, and I don't like that already. So I'm going to try to figure out a way to watch that shit. That's why I'm behind. Actually, that shit's on Hulu. I got Hulu. All right, so I've been slacking. I'm not going to lie. I did see, like, because I remember 50 Cent posted on on Instagram, like, I mean, I guess, like, in a description, you know how, like, you watch a show, you click on a show, it has, like, the description of the show. I guess they, like, just put all the spoiler in the fucking description. Like, who does that, for one? So, yeah, I, I got Hulu, man. And, and unless I got to pay the extra for it, which I don't think I do. If I do, though, then, I mean, we'll be back at square one. But, however... I'm going to try to watch that catch up and see what's been going on with that. Um, And that's it for movies and shows, man. Uh, For fucking, listen, music, music came, music went. Uh, I wanted to come in here and talk about all the, the Drake album, the Kanye album. And all the good music that dropped, man. And I'm, I'm not going to lie, man. I'm just really thrilled that we got the Drake album. I'm thrilled that we got the Kanye album. Um, And... You know, my late take on it after a couple weeks now that it's been dropped, both of them, is, you know, I was probably maybe way too excited for them albums. You know, um, they're both probably like, I don't even know where I would rate those out of like 10 right now. Because honestly, like the first week Kanye's album came out, and Drake's album followed like that Friday. You know, I was playing Kanye album more, even when Drake's album was out. And now that Drake's album, you know, obviously been out now, and Drake's album has sold currently more than Kanye's album sold. Like, I think Kanye sold like three fifty the first week, maybe four hundred the first week, and Drake sold like almost seven hundred thousand first week. I mean, so. Shout out to the boy Drizzy. Um, he just does numbers, man. Uh, but I do think that, and I didn't listen to any of the, the previews, like the Kanye shows, because I think I told y'all, like, I don't want to hear it in that fashion. I want to hear it when it drops. You know what I mean? And I did hear, like, the the like the little previews, like 20-second previews, but I don't, that don't really count. I didn't really hear anything. But, uh. Yeah, man, basically, at the end of the day, like, there's some songs that I like on the Kanye album. There's some songs I like on the Drake album. Can't compare the two because they aren't really comparable. Kanye's album has no cursing in it. It's supposed to be a gospel album. Drake's album is Drake's album. Um, but let's 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 go through it, man, because there is there is some good songs on, on Kanye's drawn. And I really like that he put Vori on there. Um and I heard Vori before, like he signed with Meek, the uh, Dream Chasers, and like um, he did the one song with Meek. Uh, I think it's a game. I think it's called or it was on like Meek's little four pack or some shit like that. And I like his his style, like his voice and shit. I never really listened to his album though that he put out last year. I remember when Meek was promoting it, like yo Vori's like next one up and shit like that. But I ain't really listened to it, you know what I mean? But I heard his voice on this Kanye album, and I'm like, yo, I know that's Vori, bro. And, like, I felt like he really, like, snapped on this whole album. Like, no lie. Um, uh, So, 
I'm gonna just play some of these joints because I, I think this is Vori Indie shits, honestly. Let me, let me, uh, Uh, this song is called God Breathe. I know God breathe on this. I know God breathe on this. I know God breathe on this. I know God breathe. I fuck with this shit. Like, there's some solid songs on this album that I fuck with, that I still listen to, that I go back to. This is one of them. This might get banned off rip. Gonna say something for y'all quit. Let me know something. Who y'all with? Don't know nothing. I know this. I know God breathe on 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 this. Breathe on it. Like it's like his voice just like compliments. More than I can say for you Before the sons and the daughters Before the sun and the water More than I can say for you it's like his voice compliments all these drums, like everything he's on on this album so well, yo. And it's, it's crazy. So let's 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 see. That's one of them um, I do like that song I like the song Off the Grid uh, Fabio Fabio just went crazy on this shit yo. And Fabio been going crazy on everything He's been on lately We off the grid Green green This for my kids but Vori's not on this John. Uh, I think he's on this shit right here. This John called Jonah. It's like these beats and like the vibe of them and his voice on these shits. It's just it works perfectly. So, and and in the celebration of of the man Vori, I, I decided to go back and listen to. Or try to listen to his album that he put out Because I'm like, damn Like, he really snapped on these joints And maybe I missed something, yo And there's this song called From his album Which is called Self-titled Vory V-O-R-Y This song called This Side From his album It's fucking crazy And this is it Vory Featuring Landstrip Chip I'll let you hear for yourself when you hit me, baby girl, I was doing what I'm doing Every time you hit me, I'll be on what you want You the only one to get me out of bed in the morning So what you want, oh Ain't dealing with that drama on this side Hey, you won't be dealing with that drama on this side Ain't dealing with that drama on this side Enjoy this Ain't dealing with no drama I've been on the treadmill, just running up commas I'm feeling like a math teacher dealing with these numbers Cause you've been in Miami for the last three summers I'm trying to see what's up with you 
I knew I shouldn't never fucked with you. I fell in love with that pussy, now I'm stuck with you. But I fell in love with the money, now I'm comfortable. Yeah. So if I let you come on this side, you won't never get the swear sides. Every nigga around me, they on boss, ain't got a dick ride. Them niggas talking down, I blew their budget down that ten times. I remember everybody jumped the ship, they thought it capsized. Now anybody making U turns, gon' get baptized. Don't listen to these rap lies from these cap guys, girl. If you need me, hit the back. When you hit me, baby girl, I'm stoned, I'm doing. Every time you hit me, I be on what you want. You the only one that get me out of bed in the morning. So what you want, oh? Ain't dealing with that drama on this side. You acting like you never had him bad and fuck it up. You acting like I only got him bad just for you. You acting like you doing him bad for me. Don't know why you tell your friends you're done with me. Oh, girl, stay in touch with me. Quit acting like you scared to fuck with me. I know you heard a lot about me before we went off. That tone is hard, man. Like. And like the first, like I ain't listened, I ain't finished listening to the whole album, um, but like for the f- the first like five is all hard. I mean, um, but anyway, back to Donda. Like I said, man, there's probably like a good seven songs that I really genuinely like on there. Um, it's a lot of songs. There's some part twos at the end, but yeah, that's that. Um, I don't, I still don't have a rating on it, like out of ten. I want to say seven. Cause I feel like it's like, I feel like it's like, it's more than just rapping. It's more than just lyrics. Like, there's a lot of instruments in there, and there's a lot of like different sounds that you hear. And I feel like it's not meant to be heard like as like a regular album. You know what I mean, like I can tell it's meant to be heard loud in like a stadium or like an arena. You know what I mean, like it, you can tell by like just the sound of. Like, I can't explain it, man. But it it is really good, and I feel like it's like it's some goat work for sure. I mean, I don't want to sell it short with like a low rating, like because I want to say it's like a seven, seven and a half maybe. And even though I don't really like all the songs on it, or I do like a lot of the songs on it, but I won't re- replay a lot of the songs on it. You know what I mean, I see where he was going with it. I fuck with it. It might be an eight for real. Yeah, it might be an eight, even though I won't replay a lot of the music. Okay. All right. Now to Drake's album, Certified Lover Boy. Um, I want to preface this with saying, like, you know, I'm a big Drake fan. You know, like I've been fucking with Drake way before Drake is Drake, who he is now. You know, and I don't know, man. This album just. It really wasn't it for me. You know what I mean? I did, like, I tried to let it sit. I tried to sit with it, and I went back, and I did hear more songs that I liked than the first time I listened to it. You know what I mean? So, you know, I like the opening song, the opening little champagne poetry. That joint's hard. It's not his best intro, but, you know, he did his thing on it. Um, But then it just, like, skipped this. Some skippable songs on here that I'm just like, whatever. Poppy's home, whatever. I don't give a fuck about that song. You know what I mean, that's like some, I feel like it's some cheesy shit. Girls want girls with little baby. Kind of catchy, but don't need it. Whatever. Um, in the Bible, little dirt Giveon. Mm, 
whatever. Another skippable song. I'm just like, okay, whatever. Love All featuring Jay-Z. I'm not going to lie, man. I'm one of the biggest Jay-Z fans there is. I like Jay-Z's verse, but I think Drake gets like two verses off before Jay-Z even comes. So I'm going to skip it because it's going to take too long for me to get the whole verse. Another skippable. So first five songs, I'm listening to one song. All right, Fair Trade, Travis Scott. Uh, The first time I listened to this, I was like, eh, whatever. Second time, I went back, I listened to it again. I like this song. Travis Scott's part, don't really care for, but that's at the end. I see they tried to do like the, you know, the the old Travis Drake um, feature uh, where they like split it up, beat change, different style, different person. You know what I mean? So I don't need the Travis Scott part. Fair trade by itself is just hard. I mean, that whole first Drake part. Um, so, two songs so far that I, I actually listened to. Way Too Sexy, Drake, Future, Young Thug, get the fuck out of here. Don't need that shit. Don't like that shit. Um, and I know, like, it's it's one of the, it's probably the single right now. I know they put a video out for it. But I, will, I refuse to be conditioned by the song. And because I know the song was a hit back in the day. And it was catchy and everything. I will not let it be a song that I like. Okay? When I hear it, I skip it. If it's on the radio, I'll turn the radio off. Whatever. I don't like that song. I will not be conditioned to like that song. Um, Sue. I can't even remember what Sue is. So, I probably don't like it. You know? Um, In Too Deep. I don't really remember what that song is like either. That song's okay. That song's okay. Uh, Pipe Down's really good. I do like that. Um, So, one, two, maybe three or four songs in the first ten that I like. Uh, Pipe Down I really do like. In Too Deep, I I think I like that song. I can't really remember. But for the ones that I do know I like, three out of ten. Eleven, Yebba's Heartbreak. I like that. It's just Yebba doing their thing. Her thing, I don't know how they identify, um, but I like it. It's just like a little interlude to, you know, that's basically like the end of that certified lover boy part. You know, I feel like Drake kind of broke his album up how he did with Scorpion in the beginning rap and the end, like smoother, slower songs. And then I guess he did it flip flop this time in the beginning, little mellow songs, R&B type songs, whatever. Second part, rap. So after you have his heartbreak, there's no friends in the industry. I like this song. It's cool. Um, kind of get on that gritty, drizzy shit. I fuck with it. I like with rap. I like when Drake rap. When Drake raps, he's top tier for sure. You know what I mean, and he does that shit. Knife talk. Um, so what am I at? Three, four. Knife talk. I do like knife talk. It's a little long, but it's cool. I'll roll with it. That's five. Seven a.m. on in Brittle Path. Six. Best best rapping on this project is 7 a.m. on Brittle Path. You know what I mean? So, you might as well spin it. Because he yeah. smoked this shit. Actually, I'm going to spin it after I get through the rest of the songs. Um, Race My Mind. Don't care for that. Skip it. Um, So, where we at? Let me see. One, two, three, four, five, six. Okay, now we at seven. Seven out of 14. Not bad. 50% of the album I like so far. 
Race My Mind, No, Get Out of Here, Fountains. I do like one of my favorite songs on the project. Actually, it is my favorite song on the project. That's 8 out of 16, so that's pretty solid. Um, Get Along Better, another song, Skip, Don't Need It, I Don't Know. Um, You Only Live Twice, Lil Wayne, Rick Ross. I like it. So now 9 out of 18, I still like 50% of the project. I Miss You Too with Kid Cudi. I don't care for it. It's a good song, but I don't care for it. Fucking fans, I don't care for it. Um, And The Remorse, it's good. It's not his best outro, but it's good. I don't really go back to it, but like I said, it's cool. So 10 out of 21 songs. That's my first time going through it, too, just, I mean, going song by song. Um, Because it's just a little easier to do that than with the Donda Project, the Donda Project. Each song is like really different. You know what I mean, I feel like that's like that's like art right there. And this shit is just like a project. You know what I mean, so so ten out of twenty one. It's not bad. Um, I'll give this album like seven out of ten. You know, uh, just because I do like the rapping and the rapping really carried this project to where it's at. And I do like Drake's R and B songs typically, but on here, I, outside of Fountains, there wasn't really any that I really. That I really liked. Um, and I see like. I guess it, he wasn't really. Maybe he wasn't aiming for too many R&B songs. But. These other shits are just. They're, like the songs that I skip are trash to me. You know what I mean so. It's not like they're like. Okay songs but I legit think like. Bro what the. what What is this? Um, but maybe they're all old songs. And this album was supposed to come out last year. So. You know, you got that's kind of like a caveat there. Like, it's not meant for 2021; it's meant for 2020, and it was pushed back for for reasons. So, ten out of twenty-one songs is cool. I like it. And seven a.m. on on Brittle Path. Hey, this is this is Drake at his best right here. I wish everyone could tell me exactly what they need for me The first second they speak to me I'm not with all the secrecy secretly beefing me Behind closed doors but playing it peacefully for the streets to see My nigga have some decency That's, that's just craziness like Cause niggas really be out here fake like They'll like They'll have some beef with you and shit like that And they, they'll have like animosity And they'll have like this pent up aggression And then they see you It's all daps and it's love and it's oh what's good bro don't move like a puto Could at least keep it a buck like Antetokounmpo I'm made north of the border like Vito Rizzuto Throwing parties in Miami, they loving us mucho mm-hmm. With the whole ratio, I'm like David Caruso mm-hmm. There's a mass shortage of people giving me kudos I've been doing this since T-Pain was pouring us nouveau You tell them I run the country, they'll say Trudeau Poppy, chulo, gripping, culo uh-huh. And I got the flows, niggas still like boot toes You boys reaching new lows Uh-huh Letting me take the rap for that cast for the ghost shit While you finding all of the loopholes You mm-hmm. niggas move too cold See the watch collection and assume I got time Cause of the ruby rose two-tone uh-huh. I'll switch it to the one I call R.P. Nipsey Cause I swear to God the bezel got 60 of them blue, blue stones. stones Maybe I'm getting two stone Calico the marble for my tombstone mm-hmm. Here lies a nigga that never lied in his new song Or any of his old, old songs. songs They sing them shits like folk, folk songs. songs Kumbaya, boom Know that I'll stay on me Bad bitches trying to come through and lay on me trying to get the earl gray on me earl gray on me listen i heard that shit i'm like bro this nigga is different like earl gray sweatshirt like niggas try to get the earl gray on me like it's different when he's rapping like this it's not many people that can fuck with him but 
I ain't really into talking names Only to you getting from me is one for the walk of shame Heart is on my sleeve and my body is in the hall of fame High fashion and my life is full of climaxes And my wishes come true without blowing eyelashes Up at Brown Crib, fishbowl wine glasses That's how we passing time, hundred thousand on the line at the table praying Baker shows a natural nine It never happens half the time I lose the nights are still a vibe Still a vibe That's the things I accept You I can't over lose there in denial We not neck and neck you can't lose on a thou And it still be a vibe you coming correct Man, fuck her respectfully I just want my respect They tr- mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Fuck her respectfully I just want my respect Remember when uh, Yo, Justin LeBoy was Promoting all that Kanye shit This, that, and the third And remember Justin LeBoy said He had a Drake Drake interview on the way and then Drake was like, nah, that's cap. You know what I mean? Shut that shit down. And then shortly after that, Justin LeBoy was promoting all this Kanye shit. Yo, Kanye album comes soon. Kanye album's hard. Kanye album this, Kanye album that. That's a shot. Fuck it respectfully. I just want my respect. Yep. Try to label me mean. I say what I mean. People that could have stayed on the team, they played in between. Clouds is hanging over you now because I'm reigning supreme. Some of these niggas say what they mean. It ain't what it seems. Had to pull my niggas out the mud like I'm training Marines. You niggas. Mm-mm-mm. Had to pull my niggas out the mud like they like I'm training Marines. Bro, I was in the army. You know what I mean? That bar is fucking crazy. Tied to them little kids, you ain't famous to me you Told you I'm aiming straight for the head, not aiming to please I can give a fuck about who designing your sneakers and tees mm-hmm. Have somebody put you on a guild and you play with my seed mm-hmm. Trust me, there's some shit you really gotta come see to believe That's why your people not believers, they all leaving you That's why you buying into the hype that the press feeding you mm-hmm. You know the fourth level of jealousy's called media Isn't that an ironic revelation? Get that address to your driver, make it your destination Instead of... Mm. That's, that's, that's Kanye. This is all Kanye shots too, by the way. Like, you know what I mean, probably Kanye mixed with some other niggas. But get that address to your driver. You know what I mean, remember Kanye? You know, put Drake's address out there. Drake's Drake. Drake gets spicy, man. When Drake gets spicy, niggas don't want Drake spicy. He be talking real spicy to niggas. He's talking to me like that. I see why Kanye be losing his fucking mind because. Drake be talking to him crazy, bro. That's one thing. Yo, don't talk to me crazy, bro. You better talk to me with some some respect, bro. You know the fourth level of jealousy's called media. Isn't that an ironic revelation? Get that address to your driver. Make it your destination instead of just a post out of desperation. It's me reaching the deepest state of my meditation. Why you over there trying to impress the nation? Minds running wild with the speculation. Why the fuck we peacemaking doing the explanations? If we just gonna be right back in that bitch without hesitation. But let me digress on behalf of the association I'll play it cool with you Denmark A nigga like Copenhagen See they getting loose with the line like open cages In a lot Ferrari my emotions racing Dance not a condo ocean bathing Niggas texting bro but we are not in no close relation no. I was down to get these niggas credit but hold the payment Somehow I'm the greatest in the game in my own amazement the greatest in the world, there's no debating. You boys about to will me to defeat like we rollerblading. Far as the Drake air, man, we in the golden ages. Look at the total wages and look at the heroes falling for grace in their older ages. If we talking top three, then you been sliding a third like stolen bases. Toss around rollies with the frozen faces. They used to tell me back in the day, boy, you going places. Never understood why I could really take it. Yo. He should have ended the album with that, but I see why he put it where he put it because that's fresh off of fresh off of like the first two. I mean, he brought it, he wanted to let you know like he didn't want to wait to that to the last song to get to that. I mean, so 
So he put that right after no friends in the industry, knife talk, and then that's where he put it. Placed it right there. This placement sometimes is is really underrated. You know what I mean, when you put a song on an album, it really speaks a lot to to like. You know what I mean, it's like a science, bro. Like I'm, I make music sometimes, you know, and obviously I'm not on Drake's level, but because I don't, it's not my like life passion. I just enjoy it because it's fun. It's therapeutic. But I see where he did what he did with that. You know what I mean? It's like, yo, this is the beginning of, of of the second part of the album. No friends in the industry. You know, I'm telling you, there's no friends in this shit. You know what I mean? A lot of you niggas is fake. I don't give a fuck about none of y'all. I'm doing my own thing. Knife Talk with, with 21 Savage and Project Pat. Let you know, like, you know what I mean? He with that gritty shit. And then the first time he's really rapping, he's talking this shit. Forget about it. I don't know why he put like race my mind and fountains really should have been like higher in this in this uh on the album. Yeah, you know I mean, like I just don't know what he was doing with that first part of the album. I really didn't like none of that shit really. But anyway, Drake talking like that, you you can't fuck with him. And he, he's one of the best when he does that. You know what I mean? Um so, you know, that's my Drake take, bro. You know what I mean? Um, outside of music, man, uh, any other songs that I really like? I did like that little single that Meek put out with Uzi Vert, Blue Notes too. I fuck with that shit. I'm excited for, like, some more Meek music. He, he's probably going to drop this year towards, his, you know, closer to the end. I really fuck with that. Um, and other than that, I've just been listening to, like, older songs that I already, you know, that's already been out and shit like that. Been vibing. Um, but before before I get out of here and wrap this up and, and talk about sports and shit, I do want to talk about, like, how important it is to, to um, have good guy friends, you know. Uh, it's one of the things I want to talk about uh, a while back, but I didn't get a chance to get to it. So... Um, and probably, it's probably good to have good female friends too, but at, for a female, but since I'm not a female, I can't really speak on that, but it is important for a guy to have a good female friend too. So I'm gonna get on, I'm gonna touch on both for a little bit. So, you know, what a good guy friend can do for you is keep you out of unnecessary shit. That's one of the things a good guy friend can do. You know what I mean? Um, for instance, you know what I mean? If... If you want to, like, do some dumb shit or you're thinking about doing something and you don't know that it's dumb shit because, you know, your your judgment is clouded and uh, you want to just fucking, I mean, you don't know where, where, where your mind, maybe you're not in the right state of mind, you know. Maybe you're, you, you can be intoxicated. Maybe you could be high. Maybe you can just be, you know, uh, blinded by, like, whatever's going on. In your current experience, in your current state of mind, maybe you're really stressed out. Maybe things aren't going your way and you're just frustrated with with life or whatever. But a good guy friend can keep you from doing dumb shit, making stupid mistakes. You know what I mean? So, for me, personally, if I'm out and I'm with a friend, you know, one of my homies and shit, and let's say they drunk, right? And... You know, let's say they just start bumping into people like at the club or something. Say we at the club or at the bar and you just start bumping into people because you're drunk and he 
He don't know what the fuck he's doing. As a good guy friend, what I would do is obviously, like, make sure, like, I stay close to him. Bro, you're bumping in a lot of people. T- I'm telling him, get it together. You know I mean, do we got to leave? Can you sit the fuck down? Like, try to talk to him. Try to reason with him. See what he can do and let him know. See if he can be aware of what the fuck he's doing. Because one of the things that could happen is you can bump into somebody. A nigga could not give a fuck that you drunk. And he could punch you in your shit. I mean, that's something that could happen. Or you could bump into somebody. You could spill a drink on them. Niggas don't like you spill a drink on them, especially if you got on, like, brand new shoes or new sweater or, you know, whatever the fuck, niggas. Nigga, man, pull the strap out, air shit out right there, or go to the car when you get out, air shit out out there. I seen a video, side note, I seen a video on Instagram, some dude, and this is how, yo, this is why I really don't be out like that. So it was a dude, two dudes actually having, like, a discussion, heated discussion. You could tell it was heated. And the dude was standing. It looked like they was in, like, a bowling alley, for real. And I don't know if anybody else seen this, too. So the dude had, like, John on him. He had it. He was holding it. I mean, right beside him, like, beside his hip. And, but he didn't bring it up. He just had his arm straight down, but he was holding it. And he was kind of, like, turned a little bit to, like, to the right a little bit. While the other dude was, like, you know, barking on him and shit. Like, I don't know. You can't hear what they talking about. But you could tell that they... They having like a heated discussion. So and then the dude with the gun, yeah, you know I mean, he provokes the dude that's already barking on him more about getting closer to him and getting in his face. Yeah, you know I mean. So the dude that like is barking on him, like he kind of like pushed him, like kind of like yo back the fuck up, bro, like too close. And once the dude pushed him, once the dude that was barking on him, like pushed him because. Like I said, the dude got all in this dude with the gun got all in his face, you know what I mean, trying to, you know, entice him to do some shit. So the dude pushed him, and then the nigga with the gun just raised his arm, started shooting right there. Right, right in fucking front of mad people. Just I think he hit him probably like twice or some shit, but whoever was recording stopped recording. But you could hear the shots and shit. Boom, 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 boom. Like started letting off right there. I'm like, bro, what the fuck? Like, so. For that instance right there, both of those dudes lack good guy friends in that instance. I mean, and I just remember that shit. So that's a perfect example. The dude that had the gun, whoever was with him should have told him, bro, one, put your gun away. You're in a public place with your gun out, just right beside you. you know I mean, the dude that's barking on him doesn't have a gun out. He has his hands. He's talking with his hands and shit, but you can see both of his hands. So you can see that if anything came down to it, he was just going to fight with the fist. But the dude with the gun, like, why are you in a public place with your gun out? You know what I mean? And then you, like, provoking the dude by getting further in his face and in his space just so you have a reason to shoot. You know what I mean? So where's your friends at to keep you out of that, that from doing dumb shit like that? I don't know if the dude got caught. You know, it was one of them hood videos. So I I. There was no update, no nothing on it. It was just a video. I seen it. Boom. On the other hand, the dude that was doing the barking and the dude that I think got shot a couple times. Um, I don't know if he was like, and I don't know if these gentlemen was with their females or if they was with their niggas or their kids or who. I don't know. Because all you see in the in the video is just these two dudes having a, a heated discussion. 
Um, if my man is having a, a heated discussion with another male, I'm going to be standing right there beside him. I, I would. And the dude that he's barking on, I'm going to be looking at him, observing him to see what the fuck he's like, what his like next move is. Cause you got to stay calculated out here. You can't be out here being vulnerable. And if you are vulnerable, cause you ain't got it on you, that's okay. I'm not telling you to walk around with a gun on you, but you got to be aware of your surroundings. This dude that was barking on this dude did not realize that this other man's hand is just down. You know what I mean? Not moving. Why are you not like observing who you're talking to, first of all? And if you had a man that was there, you're supposed to be there not only to look out for your man, but to look out for whoever he's barking on to see like what the fuck he's doing or who's with him and shit like that. So, you know, in that instance, if I was either one of those dudes' friends first, I'd have been like, bro, put your gun away. It ain't that serious. I mean, it's not. Like, if your life's not in danger, it ain't that serious. Niggas could talk whatever they want to talk. But until somebody actually put their hands on you or threaten your life or whatever, then it's not that serious. So I would have told dude, bro, like, let's just go, bro. You got it on you. You know what you could do with it. If he ain't trying to take it there, then everything is everything. And on the other hand, if I was with the other boy who got shot, like I said, I'd have looked that that dude had his hand just straight down. And that shit look mad suspicious. I mean, to me, it would have because I'm observant. And when you out here in these clubs and you out in parties and shit like that, you got to be observant. You got to know what's around, who got what going on. I mean, who may who may look like they got it on them, who got like bigger clothes on or who got like a little fanny pack because that's where them Jones be too sometimes. Um, And you got to know these things, bro. So. Yeah, I'd have, I'd have got both of them gentlemen out of there. And, you know, it's, it's, it's really unfortunate that sometimes people don't have good guy friends um, to keep them out of doing dumb shit or getting themselves, getting themselves involved in dumb shit. And it is important to have a good female friend, too, because sometimes your female friend will get you out of a, a dumb situation. I mean, even if, like, it's with another male, a female friend... Uh, They'll, they'll get you out of some shit. Sometimes they'll get you in some shit, but then you got to be the man in the situation and, and, and get everybody out of this shit. I mean, cause I've been in situations with, I went out with, with my female friends and you know, niggas be wild and shit like that. And I'm like, yo, listen, cause sometimes you got to tell niggas, bro, she not into you. you know I mean, respectfully, and you got to get women out of shit too. Cause sometimes they get a little mouthy and, I mean, but I like females because they'll tell you how it is, too. Sometimes your man is sugarcoat some shit. He might not tell you what you want to hear. But your female friend, I have a lot of good female friends that tell me exactly what the fuck it is. I mean, and I and I go to them for that sometimes because it's like dudes, they won't always give you that straight answer of what you need to hear. Um, Another thing, man. A lot of you dudes out there, man. Y'all really got to watch who y'all be talking to sometimes. You know what I mean? Like, y'all can't just be talking to people any type of way y'all want to talk to them. Because niggas out here, they be having that thing on them. You know what I mean? 
And I don't know what dude was saying in that video I saw. But maybe he was talking to him crazy. And a dude ain't like that. And that can trigger some people, you know? Maybe niggas got a lot, like, a lot of trauma with, you know, they, they upbringing. People barking on them crazy. And that could lead somebody to just, you know what I mean? You could remind them of somebody that they ain't really like. And now they banging on you because you just triggered them. I mean, and a lot of dudes, y'all ain't really been punched in the face enough to know that you shouldn't talk to people any type of way. You know what I mean? And a lot of you dudes be getting real slick with the mouth. And then you see niggas and y'all real friendly. And y'all, y'all, y'all on this bro shit and shit. But I'm just being the one to tell you, listen, don't be talking to the to certain people the wrong way. And then when you see these people in public, don't switch that energy up. Because niggas don't forget that you had a lot of spice. You know what I mean? And you got to answer for that spice sometimes. Real shit. That's all I'm going to say on that. You know what I mean? So, before we get out of here, man, listen. Football's back. Uh, I'm happy for it. Shit. I enjoy it. You know, first week's in the books. My fantasy football team, I'm in the league, uh, and I feel like I had to, I had to six pick out of ten teams. I think it's ten teams, and I ain't really like that pick, man. I ain't gonna hold you. Like I wasn't really thrilled about that. Uh, it's actually twelve teams, so I had to six pick out of twelve teams. I was dead in the middle, but I still made out with with a good squad, man. I really did, and. Um, my first pick was Nick Chubb. I said I had the sixth pick. I prefer to be either higher up or, or lower just so I can kind of, I'm not in the middle and waiting around and I'm getting all the, like the, the, like the mid, like being in the middle, like you do, you can't really, you got to pick real st- strategically. I mean, cause you're not going to get like back to back picks like the first, second, third people are, um, or like the, Ninth, tenth, or it was it tenth, eleven, twelfth person is. I mean, they're gonna get back to back picks, so you can kind of double up, boom, boom. So anyway, my first pick had Nick Chubb. Um, had to grab him at the time. Let me, let me, let me look. Uh, all the other good people were were basically taken. Um, so the first pick went to. Uh, they took Christian McCaffrey. Then Dalvin Cook went. Then Derrick Henry went. Then Ezekiel Elliott went, which I would have never picked Zeke, uh, number four. Alvin Kamara, I'd have probably took him one for real if I had the first pick. Um, and then me, I had Nick Chubb. And then somebody took Patrick Mahomes, first round. That's a rookie mistake. Then Devontae Adams, then Tyreek Hill. Those aren't bad picks, especially Devontae. Aaron Jones went 10th. Jonathan Taylor went 11th. Um, which is okay. And Stefan Diggs went twelve. So um yeah, so I had Nick Chubb first, you know what I mean? And then my second round pick, uh let's see, second round went they took dude took Saquon, Austin Eckler, D Hop, Travis Kelsey, Najee Harris, DK Metcalf, and I took Keenan Allen. You know what I mean? Um we had a minute to pick our picks, but at this time I was at work, so I couldn't really like, 
like focused on the draft. So I, I had to like really try to scan who was like left and and who I know were like because I, I I basically my whole strategy was like I'm picking people that I know is going to get the ball a lot in the game and who's going to like accumulate a lot of points, a lot of yards. I've been playing fantasy the last few years, so I, I've, I've learned from my mistakes. Keenan Allen, I feel like I get Keenan Allen every single year. Like, I'm not going to lie. He's one of my favorite picks to get. I like the Chargers. I always liked the Chargers since they were uh, San Diego Chargers. I mean, I always liked him. He's, he's going to get a lot of targets. He's target hog, and he's going to get yards. He's going to score. Keenan Allen is always a good pick for me. Um. So, yeah, I took him second round, Keenan Allen. Third round, I took Chris Carson from Seattle. Seattle, am I saying that? Seattle. Yeah, that shit sounds crazy. Um, Because I needed another running back. You know what I mean, I know there's not many good running backs in the league that, like, get the bar, like, uh, what do they call them? Every down backs. You want an every down back. And even though Nick Chubb's not an every down back, Nick Chubb, Nick Chubb is Nick Chubb. You know what I mean? So I knew I needed to get another every down back because I'm not going to be able to pick again because I'm in the middle. And by then, all the good running backs are going to be gone. So I wanted to get two solid running backs I could start every week because I can always find receivers. There's plenty of receivers in the league. Um, if I had the first, I wouldn't have took Keenan Allen, but all the good receivers start going early too. Because um, by then, uh, Devontae was gone. Tyreek Hill was gone. Stephon Diggs was gone. D. Hop was gone. D.K. Metcalf was gone. So all like the top receivers all gone. So I needed to get a number one receiver um, before I picked again. So that's why I took him second. Um, so, yeah, for my third pick, I took Chris Carson because I needed another every down back. Fourth round, I wanted to take another top receiver, but there were no receivers. And people started to take quarterbacks um, in, in the third round. Lamar Jackson was taken. Patrick Mahone was already taken. And... I had like a, a, a weird feeling Aaron Rodgers was taking, Russell Wilson was taking, and everybody's taking these picks. And I'm like, bro, outside of like maybe Patrick Mahomes, y'all are missing the best quarterback in this fucking, in this draft. And I stole him in the fourth round, Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray does a lot of shit, okay? He runs and he has receivers that he throws to. So, I feel like I got the best pick, and so far he's he had the most. He's he's number one in the league after week one. He's number one, and I know he's gonna stay number one because before this draft even started, I'm like I'm getting Kyler Murray, and he was still there in the fourth round, so I had to take him because like I said, all the other top QBs were already getting going. Aaron Rodgers, Russell Wilson, Lamar Jackson, Patrick Mahomes, they all got taken. So fourth round, I took Kyler Murray. Fifth round, I had to get back to, um, you know, just drafting skill positions. And the top tight ends were starting to get taken. Mark Andrews was going. Um, what's his name? Travis Kelsey was going. George Kittle was going. And one thing I, I learned in, like, maybe it was a couple of years ago, is like, bro, I cannot have a, a bad tight end position. Because when your tight end is not producing and you're going against somebody whose tight end is, is producing – Sometimes that could be the difference in the win or loss. So I grabbed Logan Thomas from Washington because 
had him last year and Logan Thomas produced. Like I had him like the whole second half of the year. Whenever he took off, I had him and he he just cooked. And he scored week one too, so I'm glad I had him. Um, sixth round, I took T. Higgins from my Cincinnati Bengals. Shout out to the Bengals. We won our first game. Uh, I needed another. I needed like a uh, a a number one receiver, but who was like a B level receiver. And T. Higgins was there. Um, and I, I should have probably grabbed like Thielen because Thielen went after went after me. Um, he probably was the best other receiver there. But regardless, I took T. Higgins. He's like a 1A, 1B type of dude. Um, and, it, you know, he played for my squad, so I had to grab him up. So I took T. Higgins sixth round. Um, and like I said, I'm in the middle of the draft. So a lot of players that you're probably thinking, oh, you should have grabbed him, you should have grabbed him, they were already going, I promise you. And I was at work, so I couldn't even really fucking figure this out. Seventh round, uh, people start to take defenses. And... um. Sometimes you just got to play, play. Sometimes the draft dictates who you're going to take. You know what I mean, and I didn't want to be left with a terrible defense. So I grabbed Washington's defense, like seventh round. I didn't want to, but that shit, I panicked. And like I said, I was at work and I, I couldn't really see what everyone else was doing because I'm only like looking at my phone when it's my turn to pick. So I'm not seeing who has who and shit like that. So I grabbed Washington's defense. Um, eighth round, I took Debo Samuel from, from the 49ers. Cause I knew he's like a one a, even though during a run first offense, you know what I mean? So I really just going to use Debo for a backup. That was my, my thinking in that. Um, ninth round, I took Kenny Galladay from the giants. He used to play on the lions. Um, I wanted to just get more receivers cause I felt like, uh, even though I had Keenan Allen, like my second receiver wasn't really like a top tier receiver. So I needed to get like alternatives on a week by week basis, depending on the matchup. So I grabbed Keenan, Kenny Galladay from the Giants. Um, I felt like he'd be a good pick, uh, especially, you know, going to a good team with uh, Saquon Barkley, Sterling Shepard, Kenny Galladay. I feel like that was like he'd probably get some targets over there. Uh, tenth round, I grabbed James White from New England. Felt like I I needed another running back, you know, just for like the flex flex option. Uh, and I didn't really know how Mac Jones would use him in New England, but I know how he's would use in the past. So I'm like, we're not in the PPR league, um, but we get like half a point for receptions. So I was like, he he may get like a lot of he may touch the ball a lot. So I grabbed him for that. 11th round, I grabbed Michael Pittman Jr. from uh, Indianapolis Colts because I just figured, you know, like I said, I'm trying to make sure my receivers, I have alternatives to to my second receiver slot, you know, um, on a week-by-week basis. And Michael Pittman had a solid year last year with, um, what's the dude that retired? Uh, I can't remember. But he has he has Carson Wentz now, Carson Wentz. Sometimes he he throws service. If he has a good receiver, I feel like he would throw to him. And he had Michael Pittman, so I'm like him with 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 Carson Wentz. It might be a good fit, so I grabbed him just to have him as another alternative. Round twelve, I stole Gronk. You know what I mean, I was happy he was still there. I had my eye on him, and 
I wanted to back up to Logan Thomas just because if he played like a good, uh, if he played a team with a good defense, a good linebackers, I like fuck. I'm I, I like backups. I like backups to 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 my number one pick. You know what I mean, so I I stole Gronk in the twelfth round, and boy did Gronk have a great first game. I didn't even start him in the first game, and I knew I should have, but I still won week one. And Gronk had like twenty five points on my bench. Uh, Debo Samuel had like twenty seven points on my bench. Still won. Don't matter. Uh, round 13, I grabbed another defense because more defenses started to get taken. So I grabbed Cleveland's defense because um, that was the best one left. I knew Cleveland, like, has an on-the-rise defense, and I just wanted to have two options, you know. So I don't want to – I don't have the Rams defense that I can play every week. I don't have – um. I feel like the Rams defense is the only defense that you can play every week. Outside of that, everyone else is vulnerable. So I grabbed Cleveland's defense, and what do you know, a couple more defenses went after I grabbed that. Round 14, I grabbed a kicker, uh, Indianapolis's kicker, because uh, I felt like, you know, they could probably score a good bit. And um, Phillip Rivers, that's who they had. I'm like, they had a solid team last year where Phillip Rivers, Carson Wentz can't be too much worse. Round 15, I grabbed Jarek McKissick as the last round. I just wanted to get another running back just in case. Because at this point, I only had three running backs. I had James White, Chris Carson, and and Nick Chubb. So I grabbed J.D. McKissick from Washington because he had a good good year last year. He was second in running back receptions to Alvin Kamara. So I'm like, he may touch the ball a lot. But I knew that they had a new quarterback. So, you know, he was one of the best ones left. All right, so that's that's my draft. That's my team, okay? Um, and what do you know? Like I said, week one, I won. I feel like I got the best team in the league, for real, for real. Um, though the person that's currently in first, I'm in second because um, I'm 10 points. I had 10 points less the first week than the dude that is number one. And he has a good team, too. He has Tom Brady, Cooper Cup, Adam Thielen, Zeke Elliott, um, Antonio Gibson, Darren Waller, Miles Sanders. Um, but I, I feel like my team's better than that. I'm not going to lie. And I'm not being biased. I really feel like my team's better than him than his. Kyler Murray is going to produce more than Tom Brady's going to produce. Um, Keenan Allen's going to produce more than Cooper Cup's going to produce. Him and Thielen might actually be neck and neck. Zeke Elliott is not going to produce every week because they like to pass the ball a lot. Antonio Gibson's not going to produce every week because um, their quarterback situation isn't you know, I mean where it needs to be. Darren Waller might possibly produce every week. And then his flex option is Miles Sanders or James Conner or Jamal Williams or Marvin Jones Jr., who might produce with uh with Trevor Lawrence in, in Jacksonville. But and then he has San Francisco's defense and Indianapolis's defense. So he has a good team, but I just legit feel like my team is better. Um in third place, third place has a really good team actually. He has Lamar Jackson, Amari Cooper, Julio Jones, Alvin Kamara, Melvin Gordon, George Kittle, uh, Rieger from Philly, Philly Brown, Jonu Smith, uh, Callaway from New Orleans. Like he has, he might have a better team than 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 the person that's in first for real. Um, but yeah, I feel like I got the best team. But we're gonna see how these people produce. I'm projected to win week two as well. And the person that's in first is projected to lose. So, is he? 
yeah, he's projected to lose right now, only by a couple points. So hopefully after week two, you know, I'm 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 at the top. I'm first. I feel like I got the best team. Um, we call the big steppers. You know what I mean? And I'm looking forward to it, man. I, I really am. Um, so shout out to everybody that's out there. You know, that's happy that football is back. Ha- shout out to all the people that's playing fantasy football this year. I'm gonna try to get in another league. Um, probably before within like the next week or two. Um, because this is a cash league, and I wanna I wanna be in a, in a league with strangers, and I don't want twelve people. I want a ten team league. Um. So hopefully I can find that. Um, but yeah, man, that's it, man. Hopefully y'all drafted well. Hopefully y'all y'all got a good team. I'm gonna try to resemble this team that I, I drafted into another league. Kyler Murray is gonna be a top pick. Um, if he's not a top pick, steal Kyler Murray because he's gonna produce. Um, I feel like he might be in the MVP discussion this year for real. Him and uh, Justin Herbert potentially. Um, if you draft and running backs, make sure you get an every down back because these little a lot of teams are running with like two back sets, and your running back is going to lose a lot of touchdowns and a lot of opportunities to these to these other backs. And I'm not a fantasy football expert, but I played for like the past five years, and yeah, I mean I, I learned a lot along the way. Um, so try to get a, a every down back or someone that's going to touch the ball a lot. Alvin Kamara, Christian McCaffrey, Nick Chubb's going to get touches. Chris Carson's going to get touches. Derrick Henry, Dalvin Cook. Get these every down backs, man. Um, and then you could get, like, some good sleeper sleeper twos, like uh, for flex options, Kareem Hunt or David Montgomery or the dude in Jacksonville who I was going to draft, but someone stole him from me. Um, so, yeah, try to get a good tight end. Get a receiver that's going to get a lot of targets. Um, D-Hop. Uh, fucking the the two from Seattle, either or. Uh, um, what's the dude? Chris Godwin. He's gonna get a lot of targets. Uh, Amari Cooper. Like, go get receivers that has like their 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 favorite receiver to their to their quarterback or their only receiver. Allen Robinson. I mean, these target hogs. Get these target hogs tight end. Get somebody that's gonna produce every week. Um, if not, they're going. If you don't think they're going to score every week, at least somebody that gets a lot of that touches the ball a lot. Uh, Kelsey, you, that's going to be a top pick. Kittle, he's going to be a top pick. Um, Gronk might have a really good year this year. Uh, Logan Thomas, he might have a really good year, although the quarterback situation it's a little up in the air. Uh, but I think he's going to do better with Heineke anyway. Um, Hawkinson from from the Lions had a really good first week. Higby might have a good good year because he's like the only tight end in, in the Rams now. Uh, so yeah, man, just try to draft well. Make sure you fill out all your your important positions. Kickers go last. Um, defenses try to put that off as long as possible. Once you see people start grabbing defenses, though, don't be left with like a terrible defense. Um, try to put off grabbing a quarterback until you fill your skill positions because you can get by a lot of weeks with like. Yeah, I mean, a, a B-plus quarterback. I mean, you don't need an A-plus quarterback or an A quarterback. You can get by a lot of weeks to the B quarterback, like Matt Stafford or something. Um, but if you can't get somebody like Kyler Murray, uh, maybe Lamar Jackson, 
I would never grab Lamar. It, like some people, I just wouldn't grab personally. I wouldn't grab Ben Roethlisberger because their 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 game plan is 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 always like you never know where where the team's going. I mean, you just never know. So I know Kyler Murray's going to pass the ball a lot. I know he's he got receiver that's going to catch the ball. And I know he's going to scramble a lot. You know what I mean, so yeah, man, that's my take, man. I hope I hope y'all enjoyed this show, man. Um, I've been trying to do this shit. Twice a week, but the way my schedule set up right now, it's just not really feasible. Um, but I'm I'm off every Wednesday, so I feel like uh, Thursdays is when y'all gonna get these episodes. You know what I mean, going forward. And if not, then we gonna adjust and we gonna make shit happen, bro. Regardless. So thank you all for tuning in, man. Thank you all for checking me out. Um, I hope everybody has a good weekend. Uh, summer's almost over. If it's not over now, I think it is over technically now. I'm ready for fall. Hope y'all ready for fall. I'll catch y'all again on the on the other side. I'm gonna play another song before I get up out of here. This song is called Avoid Things by Thames. It's off that new EP, If Orange Was a Place. Y'all take care, boy. It's your boy. I'm out. Let's go. Babe, I need a request, say I need a reason, no wait Why you're relaxing? Send me your way today I'm on the way today I want my waist and I grace And my mind's away And it's a migraine To play a mind games You're like a cold place Don't need a cold place And if you ain't mine Then we just waste time Till a new day I try to avoid things Avoid things But it's no one day says mother's Avoid things. I try to 
Louis. 